Discover the leader in you with the leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen, former New England Patriot turned Ph.D. I bring a new brand of inspiration and passion to audiences worldwide. Having served and consulted with Fortune 500 companies, the National Football League Players Association, and the White House, each week I will prescribe empowering, motivational, and life-changing medicine for your soul. Now, it's time to discover the leader in you. All right, everybody. Well, hey, I'm excited to be with you again today. This is Dr. Jason Carthen, the leadership linebacker. And you know what? We're going to be talking about some deep stuff today. And I think you're really going to like the guests that we have on today. Uh, we're going to get to that in a second. But just want to let you know the title of today's show is The Demands of Corporate America and Implementing Servant Leadership. Can the two really exist? You know, you have organizations all across the country that place a very high expectation upon their employees and they expect a high rate of return on their investment. These returns that show evidence of increased productivity and money added to the company's bottom line. Now, if you joined us last week, you know that this month's theme explores the benefits of servant leadership and whether it's really sustainable in organizations. On today's show, we have a very special guest, Mr. Scott Garcher of FedEx, who will be sharing his perspective on whether or not the demands of corporate America can peacefully coexist with servant leadership. But before we do that, I just want to remind you that, you know, at the end of the day, we are here to serve you. And if you have any sort of questions that you want answered, this is your moment. I want you to give us a call right in studio at 1-888-281-1110. Or we're also tweeting live at Jason Carthen. And then also as a, you know, just as a benefit, you know, before we really get into the meat of all this. I want to let everybody know that we are actually giving away some freebies on my website. So if you go to jasoncarthur.com and just sign up there, you're going to get some amazing things in your inbox and you don't want to miss those. So now, but without further ado, I want to introduce to you, Mr. Scott Garcher, and I want to provide a brief background with a little bit of bio information. Now, Scott Garcher is a manager of international business development for FedEx Custom Critical, a premium transportation provider based in Uniontown, Ohio. They focus on the global expansion of premium air transportation solutions, and Scott's team actually provides direction and strategic guidance for the company as they develop services in Latin America, Europe, the Middle East, and in Asia Pacific. Scott has held numerous leadership positions during his 20-plus years of employment in the transportation industry. He has led dynamic teams at FedEx Custom Critical in the air expedite, surface expedite, marketing, and communications area. Scott also holds a business management degree from Malone University and lives in the Akron area with his wife, and two sons. Scott Garcher, how are you, sir? I am great, Dr. Carthen. Good afternoon. Good to, good to be here. Well, hey, we just want to welcome you to the show. Uh, when, I, when I actually thought about the whole idea of servant leadership, I thought of you. I said, now, this may be a hard interview to get because it's my understanding you just flew back not too long ago from India. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. So now I know you're doing a lot of things. Before we get into the meat of some of those questions, Tell us a little bit about you. What are some of your interests? And, you know, how did you even get uh, excited about leadership in general? And how did you end up at FedEx? Wow. A couple, couple questions there to go through. Let's see here. What, what, what do I like doing? What's, what makes me tick? You know, we're, we're very engaged in the outdoors and we love skiing and cycling and 
running and trying to stay healthy and, and just promoting a healthy lifestyle at the house and, and also within work. Of course, that's, uh, that's very important as well. Um, you know, why leadership and, and why me? I, I think it, it goes back to uh, my father and his father and, and just mm-hmm. a long line of Garcher leaders. And, and so I think there was some uh, footsteps to follow, so to speak. Yes. Uh, I've always enjoyed it. I've always enjoyed working with people and trying to impact and, and better Mm-hmm. Uh, not only an organization, but, you know, to make a, a better environment for people that are your followers that are on your team. So I think it's uh, – I've been blessed uh, to to be able to be in leadership roles, uh, mm-hmm. not only at FedEx but in other organizations as well. And, and uh, yeah, it's it's been, a, it's been a great time. I've had a, a wonderful, wonderful career and experience. Excellent. Well, two decades, yes. <laughs> it's been a long career. You've been doing quite a bit. And, you know, it, it's interesting. I mean, you mentioned staying healthy. And, you know, at some point we're going to talk about health and wellness on the show as well. But, you know, it's more to leading than just actually having people follow you. You know, when you talk about health and wellness, that's also a component, too. So you have a personal commitment to remain healthy. And you also want your followers to have uh, a certain commitment to being healthy as well, correct? That, that's correct. I mean, we can't be on our A game if we're not healthy. That's and, right. And, you know, even just at, at FedEx, you know, we've got, a, we've got a gym. We're blessed with a gym in the basement and, and also the ability to work out uh, at other fitness centers. But really the, the time and, and energy and dedication to maintaining a healthy lifestyle is so important. Absolutely. And so that sort of piggybacks on what we're going to talk about today. We started talking about servant leadership. It's more than just the idea we want the bottom line productivity to take place. We want to make sure the fullness of the person is being taken care of. And that's where that health piece also comes in. But let me talk to you a little bit, Scott, about how you would actually define servant leadership. Now, and before you do that, you know, we talked about last week with uh, Dr. Patterson, the whole idea of servant leadership, and we went into all the constructs and, and very high level. But this week, you know, as we're trying to figure out really, can we sustain servant leadership in a corporate culture? We want to hear from you what that looks like. How would you define servant leadership, especially in a billion-dollar company like FedEx? Well, let's see here. Let's take a step back. And many, many years ago, somebody asked me once, they said, how do you know if you're a leader? And I, of course, tried to stumble through all sorts of technical definitions and, and make my way through it. And he looked at me very and kind of with a smirk on his face and said, you know you're a leader if you have followers. There you go. <laughs> Very simple. And and it's kind of stuck with me. In fact, I used that last week in a conversation with somebody about leadership and and I think when you when you think of that at its most simplistic form mm-hmm. and then you look at the term of servant leadership, well the goal behind a servant leader is to get a follower to totally embrace where they're going, mm-hmm. to totally embrace what they're doing, uh, to put every bit of their being into their job role into you as a follower and to, or as as their leader. And, and in fact, you'll look at times where you'll see followers or, or, or your folks in your team that you can tell they're just on their A game. They, mm. they are totally uh, engaged with the corporation, with, the, with their task, with their job roles, with their competencies. And, and being that servant leader, being that person in the trenches with them, being that person that gets to their being, that gets to their heart, that gets to their mind, that gets to something bigger than just I'm here for the paycheck. Right. Um, you know, in corporate America, I would I would say we couldn't we, we can't afford not to have servant leaders, not to have that type of engagement or that type of uh, enthusiasm from the from the employees that are 
that are there doing their craft, mm-hmm. whatever that may be, whether it's a customer service uh, function or a, 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 you know something outside. Maybe it's even driving a truck or, or loading or unloading or what, what have you. Everybody's got their own craft that they're doing. And without that servant leadership to truly get the best and the most out of folks, well, we can't, we can't do that when, and expect anything more. Well, let me press the uh, pause button for a second because the way you shared that, you said we can't afford not to have it. I mean, really, some people in the traditional schools of thought would really say to us, you know what, hey, if these people are not performing, why are we going to try and get at their heart? We don't really care about that. At the end of the day, we need productivity. So what, expand your, your thoughts there when you actually say we can't afford to not have, you know, servant leadership. What, what would be the detriment? Well, I think a couple things that come to mind. And, and the first thing that stands out is, is the folks that are on your payroll. They're there to do their job. But we all know that, you know, not every company is perfect. Everybody has the, the their their own issues, you know. And, and if you've got a band of employees that are there just to get the paycheck, to do the bare minimum, to, to get in, get out, well, their work, work is going to reflect that. Yes. And we just don't have, in today's economy, in today's competitive landscape, we don't have the resources sitting around to have a handful of employees that are just doing the bare minimum to get by. I mean, that's what separates us from – our competitors, that's what gives us the value add is, is those folks that go above and beyond. Yes. Well, they're not going to go above and beyond if they don't know you care. Right. They're not going to go above and beyond if they don't know what they're doing is worth recognition. It's worth going to the next level. It's worth uh, you know, some form of bigger picture than just return on investment. Right. More than just the stock price share or stock excuse me, stock value on, on the stock market. So yeah, I think that that's a way to get to their hearts. It's a way to get a, a different outcome out of it. And we just – we simply in today's world can't afford not to when you're looking for that ROI. Wow, that is great. Now, return on investment, everybody. You know, Scott is big time. He's an executive at FedEx, so he's throwing out these acronyms. <laughs> <He's> overselling me. <laughs> ROI. So just so you know, I mean, we need ROI no matter what it is, you know, whether it's uh, our return on investment with our schools, our – our interactions, all those different things. And you know what, Scott, I, I think you and I are on the same page, but you know what, let's let's get to the meat of this thing. So what would you consider is the biggest challenge facing servant leaders today? What would you say? Biggest challenge, and, you know, this is the world according to me, so I'll, I'll couch it with that. But I, I would say if I were to lump it into one word, I'd say balance. And I know you and I have spoken in the past about the, the tyranny of the urgent and, and what comes over the transom at you and then being able to trust others to do the work that needs to be done, uh, being able to fend off or to keep away distractions and interrupters. And, and you know, it's many times it's just as important to know what we're not going to do versus what we are going to do because as leaders we can get caught up in a thousand different things that are nipping at our heels, whether it's emails or or, uh, you know, bosses that are requesting presentations or this appearance or that appearance or corporate travel or there's so many things there. And, and a lot of times we get caught up in the task and we lose sight of the person. Right. And so balance is such a cliche word. And there's so many authors out there right now that are writing about balance and the fact that there is never any balance. And, and so you can get different schools of thought on it. But really, at the end of the day, that good, trusting servant leader has got to be able to put the people first. And realize that their job as a leader is to lead the people, not necessarily get tasks individually done. Sometimes there's a balance there and you've got to do both. But it's it's understanding that 
uh, the people have got to come first. That, to me, is probably the biggest challenge. Well, let me ask you something, because, you know, with Discovery Leader and you, we want to make sure we're adding value. And and you just shared some some powerful things there. But what would you say, after two decades in corporate America and, and having done extremely well, what would be one or two things you could share with our listeners that they could immediately implement for that balance that you're talking about? Wow. Two things to implement balance. One, empowerment. Mm. Empowerment. A lot of times we, and I see this a lot with, with junior leaders, right, that you'll hear the, 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 the common phrase of, well, I, I can't trust them to do it. I, I just might as well do it myself. <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't afford not to. It's faster for me to do it myself. And really at the end of the day, you, all you're doing is, is you're enabling somebody to be an underperformer on your team. Right. Versus expecting them to rise and above their potential even today mm-hmm. and take the time to teach or learn or guide or coach or mentor. Um, that's such a, a big, big, powerful thing to do as a leader. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I think the empowerment to that, don't get caught up in also the, you know, just the distractions right. and, and really to fend off, fend off those, the, those, all those interrupters that are coming at you. Take the time to to dedicate to them, take the time and, and devote to those, to those followers uh, and allow them to fail. Yeah. You know, nobody wants failure in business. Nobody wants us to stub our toe, but gosh, what a great learning experience and what a rich opportunity for people to, to grow from, from an opportunity that maybe uh, had you not entrusted or empowered somebody that they, they would not have been able to get. Wow, Scott, that's good stuff. So really empowerment, making sure that you entrust them to be able to do some things that they can immediately learn from and implement. And, you know, Scott, as before we get ready to take a break here, I guess one of the things I would ask you too, though, I mean, if, if we are empowering our people and they are in a, a place of learning and growing, you know, isn't that a great opportunity for them to not only grow in that situation, but then later on down the line, they'll be able to speak to their colleagues and maybe help them to grow in some capacities too? Well, absolutely. It's 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 making fishers out of men, right? So it's it's taking it to the next level of of having a culture of constant change, a culture of constant development, of expecting people to rise above what their 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 minimum is right now in their mind. That's right. Good stuff. Well, hey, we are on here with Scott Garcher, and he's dropping some nuggets already. We're excited. Stay with us, everybody. When we come back, we're going to dive a little bit deeper and make sure we are empowering you on Discover the Leader in You. Hi, folks. This is Alan Thick, and if you're one of those millions of Americans who owes back taxes, if you get nervous when the mail comes because you might get a letter from the IRS, then you've heard they're cracking down this year. They can garnish your paycheck, levy your bank account. Even your home or business could be up for grabs over unpaid taxes. It's all true. But it's also true that they're offering a new way out. It's called the Fresh Start Initiative, an important government program for tax debt forgiveness. It's one of the biggest breaks the IRS has ever offered, so now's the time. If you qualify, the experts at Optima Tax Relief, their team of attorneys and enrolled agents, will get you the best deal possible. Optima has an A rating with the Better Business Bureau. Don't mess with the IRS. For tax help you need, for tax help you can trust, call Optima for a free consultation. Call 800-711-5743. That's 800-711-5743. 800-711-5743. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTax 
www.stressrelief.com. Sue, I noticed when you paid for that dress, you gave them two cards, your credit card and a blue card. Why the blue card? Oh, the blue card is a rewards card. I get discounts, cash back, even accumulate points that I can use to get all kinds of cool stuff from participating merchants and an online shopping mall. You're kidding. Where can I use it? All kinds of stores everywhere, even online shopping. I only need one card and it works for thousands of businesses. How much does it cost? The blue card is free. You can save money, get cash back, even accumulate shopping points every time you use it. When you refer the blue card to someone else, you get paid on their purchases too. You can introduce it to merchants where you shop and get paid every time someone uses it in their store. Earn extra money to pay bills like your house payment, car payment, or even have money for a nice vacation just by telling others about the free blue card. To get your free blue card, call 800-685-7470. 800-685-7470. And now, back to Discover the Leader in You. All right, everybody. Well, hey, we're excited that you're joining us. And more importantly, hey, we're also excited that we are adding value to you. That's the whole goal of Discover the Leader in You. So today we have Scott Garcher, who is sharing some wisdom about really if servant leadership can coexist in corporate America. And in the last segment, we talked about really equipping our people, not only the leaders, but also the followers through empowerment to make sure they can carry out they're called a servant leadership in their respective organizations. So, Scott, now, just to sort of uh, continue this line of questioning, I, I want to ask you, you know, some of our listeners may be saying, okay, that's fine, but, you know, well, you're an executive. How can that help us? I, I may be an individual that's in the trenches. I got my sleeves rolled up, and, and my boss stops by, and they basically tell me, just get it done. <laughs> so let me ask you, uh, who's been a very influential servant leader in your life, and how did you react to it? What did it look like? Great, great question. I, and just to, just you're overselling me a lot. <laughs> I'll get in trouble with you saying executive at FedEx because I'm definitely not. I am in middle management and enjoying every minute of it. So I love the humility. <laughs> you're killing me, and my, my cell phone's vibrating from the, the HR people right now. Um, now, let's see here. So your question about most influential leader, you know, there, gosh, there's so many in my life. I've been, again, just been real honored to to be surrounded by great people, mm-hmm. uh, not only at FedEx, but I'll even go all the way back to just if you look at servant leaders in your life. Uh, I had a, a high school band director by the name of, of Mr. Gary Gaston, and, and that band director was very, very influential in my life, uh, not only just uh, as a as a great person, but as a servant leader, and here's what I mean by that, Gary. Uh, he he had the power, right? So he had the positional leadership to be in place to say, "Hey, I'm going to tell you what to do." And as a child in in school, you're going to follow, or else there will be consequences. Very simple leadership, positional leadership, and he did that at times, and and even harshly, and and he didn't have the best rapport with the parents. It was mm-hmm. quite quite interesting to watch. But here's the difference between – but what separated him and, and other teachers even at that level was that when it became down to something that was a personal issue, there was never something that he wouldn't do. And I can even recollect times where he personally helped bail me out of, of a situation on more than one, on more than one occasion, and literally spending his own time and resources and energy and driving hours to come get people and do things. And, and that was servant leadership. You know, he never – Never allowed anything to cross any lines of unprofessionalism, sure. but he took the next level to say, hey, I care about you as an individual. You're more than a person. You're more than a line item and a grade card. You're more than, than just a t- statistic or a number. 
And if you transcend that then to leadership of today, mm-hmm. if they can get that done in a public school, there's absolutely no reason we couldn't get that done in corporate America. And absolutely. with that same same thought process, care right. about your people, take this the next step to to learn about them and, and and many times be there for them when it's even slightly imposing on you. Be there for them when it's hard. It, everybody's there when it's easy. Everybody's there when the, right. the chips are up and and everybody's got the great return and you're going you're going gangbusters with a great economy and it's everybody's high fiving in the office. It's when things aren't going well. That's right. when the true leaders are going to step up and and really be there for them as the form of a servant leader. Wow. Okay, so I think I'm going to get in trouble here. It's a fairly new show, but I don't care. I'm going to get in trouble early on. Let's talk about the Cleveland Browns for a second. Mm. Now, we have the reality. I played in the National Football League, and there's a culture of winning that you get used to. But there's also a culture of when you have some challenges, whether or not you're going to be able to cope well and do some different things related to that. Now, what you just described, when you have someone who's a servant leader, they have an expectation, you know, they're going to go above and beyond, you know, and you have a situation of when things are good, they're still in your corner. But when things are bad, they're still in your corner, too. So we have a situation with the Browns where it's a lot of decisions that need to be made mm-hmm. now in the off season, And a lot of people are you have different uh, schools of thought. They're saying, hey, let's stay with what we have. <laughs> Why are we trying to do anything different? Yeah. And, you know, I really have to press in and say we need consistency. Mm. Really what you described and what you talked about, good times and bad times, we have to be consistent. So, Scott, I'm going to put you on the hot seat here for a second. (laughs) So what would you say about the Cleveland Browns and and making sure they're consistent and whether or not servant leadership would even work in the Browns organization? Well, servant leadership will work in any organization, period. There's there's no questions about that. And I think, too, you know, when you look at – Turnarounds. You look at startups. You look at uh, anything that needs to go through big, major changes. Um, do you need to do complete transformations of leadership? Do you need to make radical changes like that, or do you have the right leaders in place that are saying, "Hey, look, I can recognize that there's an issue that I need to correct, and I need to take the time and energy and dedicate the resources to making a dramatic change." Right. And look, it's a team. We got to have followers. At the end of the day, that's it. And if the leadership in place is not one that has that same mindset, then absolutely, we've got to change at the top. If the leadership is correct and that they've they've got a, a mindset of change agents and and the ability to turn around, we see that in business as well as in sports. Then then absolutely, then it's your followers and how are they leading? And, there you go. and that's where it's there's uh, I guess. Uh, a little bit of a of a stair step type approach. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? Uh, to my listening audience, did you just see and hear just the way he sidestepped that? That was a great. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great sidestep. That's all right, Scott. We love you anyway. You, you tell so. me. <laughs> <laughs> so here's our reality. You know, we're talking about the whole idea of servant leadership in corporate America, and, and really, can they coexist? And you know, Scott, we've talked about a few things already, but for our listening audience, you know, how would you measure? I mean, you're you're on the line. You're doing this all the time. How would you measure the success of servant leadership at FedEx? Measuring the success of servant leadership, whether it's at FedEx or anywhere else, there's a couple different ways. I mean, one, are, are you working uh, and succeeding in the environment that you're in, whether you're in transportation or, or customer service, maybe you're in IT, what have you. So is the organization successful? So there's a higher level type uh, question. You know, drill it down all the way down to the employees. There are so many surveys out there today that are going to tell you 
how engaged are your folks? How engaged are your team members? And simple things that, uh, you know, in between those two major, you know, in, I guess spectrums is just simply sitting down with your team and saying, hey, give me some feedback. How are you doing? What do you want me to stop doing or start doing or continue doing? You know, three very, very simple questions to measure success. The the more uh, dedicated surveys like your Gallup organizations and so on and so forth, great, great companies there that will tell you tell you exactly where you're at. Uh, what, a, what wonderful tools. Um, the, the biggest issue there is a lot of times I see it in corporate America, not at FedEx, but I see it in a lot of other places where we'll see those surveys and then not do anything with the results. Right, because exactly. Maybe, yeah. maybe we don't like what they say, right? <laughs> well, yeah. you know, a lot of people would say, now you're starting to meddle. <laughs> yeah. You're starting to meddle in our business, and that, that can be challenging. I, I go into uh, Fortune 100, Fortune 500 companies, do coaching and training, and you'd be surprised. You know, I certified, I do all these assessments on the front side, and once the results come back, there is a stretch there where people are saying, okay, well, how are we going to implement this to really make the changes that you're suggesting? And and that can be a challenge. And one of the things that I love doing is not only showing a pathway to introduce some of that change, so a sustainable change, but also making sure people understand that the company's trajectory is not going to continue to go up unless you implement some of these changes. While it may be challenging, at the end of the day, it's necessary to be able to not only ensure long-term productivity, but that your people are being served and also that we're not just taking these assessments. We have great information from them, and then we don't do anything with them. Right. I mean, that's a sad commentary at the end of the day. So it's the flavor of the month club. Yeah, yeah we well, do we do something and then it goes away. Yeah, and I and that's not a good thing, you know. <laughs> then then you have the the conversations after the conversations at the water cooler after mm-hmm. the board meetings and all that good stuff, and that's never good. Well, before we get ready to take another break here, I want to uh, give you an opportunity to tell people a little bit about Global Chap. The blog mm. that you have, I have I've been blessed by reading uh, some of the uh, narratives you put on there. And I'd love for our listeners to maybe be able to follow you or connect with you. How would they be able to do that? And tell us a little bit about Global Chap. Well, thanks for the thanks for the opportunity to talk about it. It's uh, uh, globalchap.wordpress.com. And it's just something that I, I picked up a little bit uh, ago just on writing. I enjoy writing, uh, which is which is a lot of fun for me. And it's a it's it'll, it allows me to really process a lot of the stuff that I get to see flying around the world with FedEx. And I'm just so fortunate to have this job and be able to see this part of the world and, and to go in and work with different cultures and different leadership styles and teams and and to really reach all the corners of the world. And and the blog just allows me to really process kind of what I'm seeing and feeling. And and there's so many things that we, we as U.S. citizens here think of a certain way and, and the ability to look over over across the pond, so as they say, to, 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 to see different styles of leadership. And, and a lot of times that's hard to process. Yes. And, you know, to go to India and see what it's like over there uh, in a manufacturing facility, that's, that takes some, takes some processing. So, yeah, the blog's been a lot of fun. I enjoy writing, uh, and I try to get out there once a week or so and put something up for, for folks to see. And, you know, some of it's very serious, and it's the in, inner workings of my brain, and some of it's very comical. Okay. Enjoy. Good good stuff. Well, hey, you have been served. You have been put on notice. Global Chap is out there. We want you to go out there and take a look at it. And, Scott, since you said you're on there maybe once or twice a week, you better amp it up. People are going to be going there now. (laughs) (laughs) So, hey, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about emotional intelligence and how it really impacts servant leadership. Thanks for being with us, everybody. 
Stay tuned. Hello, gorgeous. Bare Minerals just won its 10th Glammy Award for Best Prestige Foundation. And to celebrate, we're offering risk-free trials of Bare Minerals makeup to all women nationwide. That's right. Every woman who calls right now can get a full-size risk-free trial of Bare Minerals makeup, plus a free five-piece makeup set. For yours, call 1-800-400-3175. This is an exclusive radio-only offer you don't want to miss. Bare Minerals Foundation gives you flawlessly beautiful coverage with a no-makeup feel. And it's clinically proven to promote clearer, healthier-looking skin. No wonder it's won 10 Glammys in a row. And now you can try Bare Minerals makeup for yourself. Call now to find out how you can participate in our nationwide risk-free trial and join the millions who've already tried Bare Minerals makeup and fallen in love with their skin again. Plus, we'll send you a free five-piece makeup set, our gift to you. Hurry, don't miss this exclusive radio-only offer. 1-800-400-3175. 1-800-400-3175. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Be honest. Will owning a bigger TV help you get ahead in life? Will another pair of shoes make you a better person? Probably not. But what if you could speak another language? If acquiring a new language excites you more than acquiring more stuff, then wait until you hear this. As part of its biggest language learning event in history, Rosetta Stone is giving away demos of its powerful language learning software absolutely free. For your free demo, call 1-800-655-1535. And Rosetta Stone has made language learning more convenient than ever. Learn on your computer or iPad, then practice on the go with your smartphone or MP3 player without ever opening a book or memorizing boring vocabulary again. Do you want more stuff or do you want a language that will last a lifetime? After all, it's all about priorities. To try a free demo of this powerful language learning software, call 1-800-655-1535. Again, get your free demo now. 1-800-655-1535. That's 1-800-655-1535. How do we know Jesus is coming again? How's a virgin birth possible? How do you explain a virgin birth? What exactly happened on the day Jesus died? Get the answers to these questions and more at thenewjesus.org, where renowned pastors and theologians like R.C. Sproul, Greg Laurie, and Alistair Begg answer your questions about the life of Christ, prophecy, salvation, miracles, and more. Scroll through topics that interest you or submit your own questions. Whether you're a seeker or a scholar, get the answers you're looking for at thenewjesus.org. That's jesus.org. And now, back to Discover the Leader in You. All right, everybody. Hey, we are having a fantastic time here. We're talking to Scott Garcher uh, with FedEx. And Scott is really, uh, like I said, sharing a lot of great things with us. And at the end of the day, we want to make sure that we are adding value to you. And we still encourage you to give us a call. I mean, we want to answer some of your business-related questions, whether they're related to startups or just being an entrepreneur, what does that look like? You know, I mean, we are here to serve you. Don't miss this opportunity. We want to hear from you. We're also uh, live tweeting uh, right at uh, Jason Carthen. You can definitely uh, send us a tweet over. We'll react to that and uh, we'll respond to you. 
and you know what? I think for us, we want to make sure people understand that it is not an either-or proposition. You know, I mean, we have a situation that, you know what, servant leadership can take place no matter where you are. And you can do it as a follower, you can do it as a leader, you know, but the impact can still be felt. So, Scott, now, I know that you had a bone to pick with me relative to the uh, Cleveland Browns. What do you want to say to me, man? I was going to say, I want you to answer that question. You go ahead and do it. Don't put me in the hot seat. How can I flip this back to you? (laughs) Well, I know. Well, I'm going to throw a yellow flag on you on this play, man. But basically, you know, I would answer that question earlier, you know. At the end of the day, I think that it doesn't matter if this, if it's the National Football League or a billion-dollar company like FedEx or the Cleveland Clinic. I think that servant leadership has a part to play. And the Browns are in the midst of transition yet again, not in a bad way, because I think that we can never become static in whatever we are going to do. We need to be dynamic, and this is a situation that, requires a very deft hand. You know, someone needs to come in and make sure that not only the right leadership style is in play, uh, but the followers are fully equipped to react and they are placed in the best position for success. And I think that in the off season we're going to see a lot of changes. Okay. And I'm looking forward to it. I want the Browns to do well at the end of the day. And, and I think, Scott, you want the Browns to do well, too. Absolutely. Right? I think you have a lot of followers right now that are cheering you on. Okay. I thought you said you were a Seahawks fan. I'm just not going to say a thing. <laughs> okay. Being raised in Colorado, I'm just going to plead the fifth right now. Very good. Smart man. Okay. So now when we finished off the show, we were trying to figure out whether or not emotional intelligence is really an art of servant leadership. What do you think? Scott, at the end of the day. Well, emotional intelligence. Boy, you uh, that is that is striking a nerve, I guess, probably with a lot of folks, right? Because it is a buzzword in many cultures and many companies. And you really can't do leadership without solid emotional intelligence. Okay. Uh, at least that what I've seen. And the, the most emotionally intelligent leader is not only going to be responding to their own emotional awareness and how they handle a situation as a leader, but then being able to pick up on nuances and pieces and parts of communications or activities or maybe an underperforming employee and understanding why they're underperforming and what should they do differently. And then that then in turn changes the way the leader leads. Right. And uh, with without those components, you can be a leader. You can have positional leadership. You can have uh, followers that are that are your subordinates that have to do what you tell them to do, mm-hmm. but they won't be engaged, and they won't they won't follow you to the level that you're going to need in order to pull ahead of a competitor, mm-hmm. and that's that's the the defining difference, at least from what I can tell. Now, so just so our listeners understand, so Scott, give us just a brief caveat about emotional intelligence and what that would look like in a real world situation. Well, I think in a real world situation, we see it in our in our uh, environment at FedEx. You know, how does how does a leader understand maybe a, a question behind a question, right? Mm-hmm. How do they understand why an employee is reacting a certain way, or better yet, look in the mirror? Why is how's the leader reacting right. in a certain way? Yes, you know, and and being able to separate is this an emotional response because maybe i'm feeling wronged or called out or i'm flat out not performing or maybe i've got some issues going on at home that are negatively impacting uh my job or my performance and 
And being able to separate those, being able to isolate those, but being able to address and openly close those out. Maybe there's an issue with you and a coworker or, or, you know, maybe your team and another team and being able to understand what's going on from an intelligence perspective behind the scenes there and, and, and addressing that or reacting to that. So key with right. leaders today. Absolutely. And I, and I love the examples you just gave. I, I think at the end of the day, when Goldman came up with the idea of emotional intelligence, we're trying to figure out where people are. And then as a leader, we're trying to react to that correctly. You know, I'll give you an example. If someone comes into the office and, and their eyes are bloodshot red, they've been crying. You don't tell them, Hey, get on the line. Make sure you're doing right, what you need to right. do. At the end of the day, an emotionally intelligent leader will say, Hey, you know, let me pull you to the side and say, what's going on? How can I help? You know, do you need some time? Do you need to have a half a day or do you just need a, a moment to pull yourself together? You know, right. and that, that leader and that leadership style doesn't always take place. So I love the way you're giving these examples. And, and I would say there is there are some linkages between emotional intelligence and being a servant leader. So, well, but, if I could, can I just go a little bit absolutely. further on that? So the, the person that comes in in tears with the bloodshot eyes uh, that's standing in front of you, of course you want them to get back on the phones. They're lighting up. We need your help. We need you to do what you're supposed to do. I don't have time for you crying in my office. I'm right. out of Kleenex. You know, what right. are you? And I think that's so so hard for us as leaders to isolate that and say, hang on, I need to put the person first. Right. Even if it is at the sacrifice of a short-term loss. Mm-hmm. Because what comes out of that is a an engaged employee that will go further and farther and work harder for you than ever before if they know that you care, if they know that you take the next step to to invest in them. Maybe you, know, you got to be careful you're not crossing the line because maybe they're, maybe they're crying for something that you're not supposed to know about that happened outside of work hours and work things. But the harsh reality is, is we can't isolate home life from work life, from relationship life, from right. financial life. There's so many different things that impact an employee today. And as leaders, we got to be aware and really in tune to those employees' life to get the best out of them. Wow. You know what? We are here with uh, Scott Garcher. And like I said, he is really dropping some nuggets here. And and really, at the end of the day, you know, we want to make sure that not only do we have people like Scott Garcher in positions of leadership, but whoever's listening on the phone, if you have aspired to want to lead, if if you have said I could do it better, you know, at the end of the day, and I say that quite a bit, you want to make a decision to be the right type of leader. You don't want to go into a situation where maybe you've been mistreated as a follower and say, well, I'm going to emulate what I've seen. and I'm going to mistreat people, too. No, we want you to make sure that you are grasping some of these nuggets that Scott is sharing with you today and making sure that you can implement some of these things because you can do it. You know, it's just a matter of making that decision and then following through with it. So, Scott, let me ask you, uh, what sort of feedback have you been given about your leadership style? And, you know, if you want to risk with our callers and our listeners, you know, what could you or should you be doing differently? Well, I think there's, wow, <laughs> what feedback I've been given. If I gave you my reviews, be you'd, nice. probably, you'd, probably, you'd probably say, <laughs> what are you doing on my show? Uh, uh, you know, feedback, all sorts of things, you know, everything from, uh, you know, impatient, uh, you know, maybe I've, maybe I'm a little sharp tongued at times. Uh, maybe I'm not the best at emotional intelligence, and sometimes I don't. Uh, I don't separate the two. Or what's worse yet is on my emotional awareness when I, you know, when I am in an, in a heated situation that I allow the personal pieces to negatively impact things. So I think there's. I've been given all sorts of feedback over the couple decades, and I think the the 
you know, for the listeners out there, if, if you could learn from my 20 years, I'd say have a buffet approach with, with what you see in your surroundings. You know, nice. take what you like, leave the rest. You can emulate the good parts of leaders all around you. And if you're, if you're able to open up your eyes, you can see the baggage guy at Acme be a leader. That's right. And you can learn from him regardless of your position or regardless of your title or whatever company you're looking, working for. Um, take the nuggets. Take the nuggets that are out there. Use them. Don't forget to learn from the bad stuff that happens too because that's just as impactful to say, hey, look, I know I don't want to act like this as a leader. I'm in a situation right now. You know, I'm, I'm not saying that I am, but maybe you're in a situation right now where you're in a, an environment that you don't have a strong leader. You're a follower of somebody and, and, and it's not going well. Okay. Let's mm-hmm. not try to find the, the good in that, but try to find the, well, let me see. As I become a leader, I'm going to remember how I felt, and I'm not going to repeat this this cycle again in my own leadership. So it's a constant learning, uh, you know, two decades, and I'm still learning today. I don't have it perfected. I, I don't – I feel very underqualified to be here on this show. Oh, but no. uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I think uh, I, I think it's very good to to take that approach. Well, Scott, thank you for that. And I think you know, just to sort of pull something from what you just shared. I mean, it, I think it should be a buffet approach. I, I think that we are all in a state of becoming. None of us have arrived, and as long as we continue to have that measure of humility and understand that we're trying to figure this thing out on a daily basis and get better then I think we're all going to be better for that. And, you know, as you ascend to a, uh, to a place of leadership, as long as you always remember that I'm just trying to get better every day, trying to get better, trying to equip others, trying to serve well, you know, that I think that's a good thing. That will really help people to move forward in life. So now before we uh, take a break here, you know, we always have a special segment as Dr. Carthen's Corner. And with Dr. Carthen's Corner, you know, we want to be able to share and feature an individual company or service that demonstrates civic engagement and shows a commitment to character, integrity and destiny focused leadership. So this week, I am featuring Newbridge Center for Arts and Technology, located in downtown Cleveland, Ohio. Newbridge rethinks job training and youth arts programs. Based on the highly successful Manchester Bidwell program, Newbridge provides career training for unemployed, underemployed, and displaced adults in after-school digital arts and ceramic classes for urban high school students. I have personally seeing the good work that Newbridge does. And I know that they are a great asset to the community. If you're interested in getting connected with Newbridge, take a look at them at www.newbridgecleveland.org. Keep it up, Newbridge. We believe in you. True story. A Seattle man went to bed with nearly 300 grand in his bank account. By morning, the money had vanished because of some identity thief. Can you imagine? What if some thief got to your life savings? Look, no one can stop all identity theft, but here's what you do. Arm your bank and retirement accounts with LifeLock Ultimate Plus. 
Yep, LifeLock's best just got better. LifeLock Ultimate Plus is the most comprehensive identity theft protection available, helping protect your identity, your bank and retirement accounts, credit cards, even the equity in your home. How many other ID theft protection services do that? Zero. So why risk it? Get LifeLock Ultimate Plus and sleep easier knowing if a thief goes after your identity or life savings, LifeLock's on it. Visit LifeLock.com now and enter promo code AWARE or call and mention AWARE to save 10% on your LifeLock Ultimate Plus membership. 800-838-6010. 800-838-6010. Network does not cover all transactions. Did you know that right now you could be carrying around up to 22 pounds of undigested waste? 22 pounds of gunk caked to the inside of your colon, plus toxins we eat and breathe spread throughout our vital organs, making us feel terrible. If you often feel tired, sluggish, and bloated, you need to call for a free trial of Zymbiotics. This revolutionary all-natural product cleanses undigested waste from your colon, flattening your belly and eliminating bloating, heartburn, and acid reflux, so you feel healthy and energetic. For a free full-size trial, call 1-800-912-4545. Because of our poor diets and polluted environment, toxins and waste build up inside us and affect how we feel. In fact, many doctors believe sluggish digestion is the number one reason we feel tired and lethargic. So cleanse your body with the unique herbal formula of Zymbiotics. Call now for your free full-size trial so you can feel healthy and energetic. 1-800-912-4545. That's 1-800-912-4545. 1-800-912-4545. It was September 29, 2008, and my husband and I were counting the days till retirement. We worked hard and put a lot of money into our 401k. We had great plans to travel and live the good life while we could still enjoy it. And then the market crashed. That day, we lost nearly $100,000. Within six months, we lost over 65% of our nest egg. Now we're both back at work and retirement is nowhere in sight. It's a sad story that's all too common. We heard about investing in precious metals, but we procrastinated. Don't make the same mistake we did. Current markets are unstable and every sign is pointing to a correction. You need to contact ProtectingMyRetirement.com and learn how to achieve the financial security you deserve. Go to ProtectingMyRetirement.com and get their free financial guides on adding precious metals to your IRA. You owe it to yourself to see what they have to say. Trust me, you'll be thankful you took action to protect yourself. Go to ProtectingMyRetirement.com. That's ProtectingMyRetirement.com. And now, back to Discover the Leader in You. If you didn't know it already, that's my beautiful wife that <laughs> brings us back in. And she is so shy and humble, but I, I just love that she is sharing her gifting. She's gifted in so many ways. Now, at the last part of the uh, segment I had shared about Dr. Carthens Corner, I want to make sure that if you want you, uh, your organization or the individual that wants to be recognized, send an email, send a note to radio at jasoncarthen.com. We'd love to uh, feature you and just let us know why you should be featured on Discover the Leader in You. We'd love to have you be able to do that. And then also just a couple of housekeeping things as well. Just want to remind you to please, you know, follow us on Facebook at Jason Carthen Enterprises and then follow me on Twitter as well at Jason Carthen. And, you know, Scott had mentioned something uh, while we were on break and he said, you know, hey, I hope that people call in or they send notes because this is really an opportunity for you to have really free consulting advice uh, one time per week. And, you know, and we just commented that this is a, a great moment for you to be able to do that and, and make the most of it. I remember when I was in school, 
you know, some people did not want to raise their hands because they didn't want to ask something. They didn't want to be perceived in a certain way. But you know what? Everything is on the table. Give us a call if you want to talk about it. That's important. And just as a, a reminder, uh, the phone number is one eight 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 two eight one eleven ten. Make sure you call us, and uh, we want to hear from you. Okay, Scott. You know, I tell you what, it's really been good to have you on the show, and I just want to commend you again for uh, some of the things that you've been sharing. It's it's been good stuff. Well, really been you. good. Thank stuff. you. Thank it's been it's been great to work with you, and and to 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 be part of your leadership pool over the years too. So thank you for that. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. So let's uh, finish here with a, a couple of uh, questions that I wanted to ask you and I think our listeners would uh, benefit from. Scott, you know what? You've had a long career, you know, and I don't think uh, by any stretch of the imagination you are done. So let me ask you, if you had a career to do over again, what would you change or what would you do differently relative to servant leadership? Sure, sure. I think the biggest thing uh – Boy, and that's that's a very hard question to answer because it's it's very humbling when you look at where you failed and what you would want to do over again. I think, as any newer younger leader, I, I was more focused on myself and and self promotion than on the others. And especially when you're a new leader with followers, it's very easy to get caught up in am I climbing the ladder instead of am I looking at my team as my investment instead of where I'm going as my investment. And I well, if I could do that over again, that would have changed my life twenty years ago. It would have. And that's and that's uh, that's hard. Probably a lot of my, if if I have any of my past team members listening, they probably say, "Yeah, right." <laughs> we know <laughs> they cheered me on for that one. This is your um, moment. Call they, in. Exactly. You've got about, you've got a couple minutes left. You can take your shots. Um, but I, I would say that I, I think that's the biggest thing is that if we put the people first, a lot of this stuff is going to work itself out. I mean, right. it really will. And and it's so easy to say, and it is the hardest thing to do, right? right. Because we just get caught up in everything. Yeah, and I and I think it's it's very appropriate for you to share that. And I really I need to ask you, you know, with that being the case, is there like a, a twin tension between trying to climb the corporate ladder and then leading and or following well? You know, because some people would say, Well, you know what, I don't have time to be a servant leader. I want to really just go up the corporate ladder and if I have to have uh, body bags behind me and people are not doing well, right. then that's what we'll have happen. Yeah, the body's in the wake. I might get the 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 task done, but I'll lose people in the process. And there's there's nothing worse than that. There's right. nothing worse than that. And I think too, if you're in a company that that values the self promotion versus those that are following you and their success, that could be a red light right. that you may want to pay attention to. And and I think we see that in society today, everywhere. It doesn't matter what country you're in. It doesn't matter what corporation or industry you're in. You're going to see that. Um, take heed to that. Uh, mm-hmm. If you're a strong leader, you can help be the be the seeds of change in that scenario and, and change that organization. And maybe the changes you might need to get out of that organization. You right. might need to move on, especially if you're that high performing leader and, and you see that, that that's holding you back or holding the team members back. Take that opportunity. Wow. Okay. So we cannot leave our <laughs> our listeners out there like that. You just said, basically, if it's not a good fit, then you need to get out. Okay. Now you wait to the last part of the show <laughs> to share that sort of thing, man. You, you causing drama. So let me ask you this then. What sort of advice would you give to someone? Because really, you know, this is a passion for me. You're talking about purpose alignment. If people are really in alignment with their purpose, 
then they need to initiate courage and do something different. So what would need to take place? Because that's easier said than done. People have mortgages in some respects. People have student loans in some respects. People may not have uh, the ability to just transition. So what advice would you give them? Sure. I, I think I would I would share something that was given to me several, several years ago by a, a, a vice president at the time and a great mentor of mine. He says his quote was, you're a leader. Go lead. And <laughs> okay. it, was, it was very simply stated. And it made me mad every time that I'd walk out of his office. But yet it was so powerful. Mm-hmm. As leaders, we are expected to lead. Right. And that is, if it needs to change, then change it. If it needs to move, then move it. If, and you need to use whatever tools and resources to get that job done best. Servant leadership being one of those tools to get our people to do the right things. Now, as it applies to you individually, you know, that's, there's, it's, there's never the right time to leave a company. There's never a right time to make a dramatic change with your own personal life. And I'm certainly not encouraging everybody to go out and quit their jobs today right. by any stretch. But what I am encouraging people to do is to say, go lead. That's right. Go yeah. lead. And if it's something that personally impacts you, then then make the sacrifices that need to occur to make the changes. And maybe that's a, a, a personal sacrifice. Uh, you know, of, do I need to financially change my, my spending habits? Do I need to look for, a, a, you know, a different debt counselor to help me get out of the position I'm in right now so I can go make a change when something like that happens? But maybe more importantly, is it just changing your own mindset? Maybe mm-hmm. where you're at is the right place for you to be, but maybe you're the person that needs to change and how you handle things and how you respond to things and how you react to things. So I am certainly not advocating, you know, grandiose, dramatic or draconian changes uh, for the sake of change. However, a good self-reflective look in the mirror part of that is to, to really understand how you are leading and how you are impacting others. Excellent, Scott. I, I think that's great. And and again, we're not advocating that you just like quit your job. However, I think that If you understand that you are not in your purpose, Mm -hmm. then that requires a little bit more self-reflection. You need to go before the Lord. You need to spend some time in prayer and really have a better understanding of what that's supposed to look like for you in your life. Because I share with people all the time, whether I'm uh, working with some of my coaching clients with the I Speak Life Academy or if I'm in a, a large-scale setting. I share with people, when your feet hit the floor every morning, you need to know what your purpose is. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what your purpose is, then you're going to have some challenges because you will flit from thing to thing and still lack fulfillment. And that is a sad commentary okay. at the end of the day. So. You want to make sure you operate in your purpose. You want to make sure you have good person job fit and you're able to do some amazing things in this lifetime. So, you know, as we get ready to wrap up the show here in a few minutes, I think, Scott, you know, one of the things that our listeners uh, may want to know is that, you know what, how are you doing this every day at FedEx in a, in a corporate setting? How are you making this manifest, this servant leadership and walking it out? I think it's just like anything. It's a skill set, right? So you have to practice it enough to where it becomes repeatable mm-hmm. and to where it becomes second nature. And, and it just takes, I hate to use the word discipline because everything's discipline is negative, but it does take discipline to where we, we put that first. We put people first. We put the the ability of some of our followers before our own self-promotion. And I think that's the, the tough part is is recognizing when that's not going well and then isolating that, making that a minimum versus uh Putting those folks first, making sure that when you're going in and you're 
your feet and your hands grace that door, that that organization you're going to that day, that you mentally state to yourself, today's the day. Wow. They're going to they're gonna be first. I'm going to be second. I'm going to devote everything I can. And, and allow yourself the grace that when things go wrong, that you're not self-deprecating and you have this, this piece where you're beating yourself up and, and uh, uh, give yourself the grace to stumble on that. It's, it's a skill. You're going to have to learn it. And, and sometimes failing is the best learning tool out there. Absolutely. I tell you what, man, that was powerful. Sometimes you do have to fail in order to be able to move forward. Well, everybody, we have had the privilege of having Scott Garcher on the show today on Discover the Leader in You. And Scott, we just want to say thank you for being a part. And just as a reminder to our listeners, I want you to take a look at Global Chap. I think that's a a great opportunity for you to interact with Scott. I know he does take a look at the blog and, and he will be connecting with you and and I'd love for you to uh, reach out to him. Just as a reminder as well, everyone that's listening, we have the I Speak Life Academy coming up in February. If you want to take your business to the next level, if you want to see how I was able to go from where I was to making six figures, you want to be involved with the I Speak Life Academy. If you go to jasoncarthen.com, you can actually register there. If you also want to call us at one 227 8436 we are looking for you to register for our February session. Thank you so much for joining us on Discover the Leader in You. This has been a leadership linebacker, Dr. Jason Carthen. Join us again next week. Take care now. been listening to discover the leader in you with the leadership linebacker dr jason carthen we want to hear from you connect with us now visit our blog and visit our website at jasoncarthen.com like us on facebook at facebook.com slash jasoncarthen enterprises follow us on twitter at jason carthen let's keep the conversation going and if you want to listen to the podcast go to jasoncarthenradio.com Be sure to join us every Sunday at 2 p.m. on AM 1420, The Answer, to discover the leader in you.